Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Well, I got it. I got it. Of course I got it. I got it right after work. That's right. I got the COVID-19 vaccine. Because self-care. I got it because I wanted to get back to my normal. I was one of the first ones that got it. And now I'm helping others get theirs. So let's get it together. Sign up and get your vaccine today. And let's stop COVID in its tracks. Visit IGotItMS.com. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the free game. Free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame. season during football season. Welcome to the Friday drive time edition of the pregame show. Charles Bishop and of course my partner Neely. Neely, it's basketball season, bro. It is basketball season, man. There, there, and there is no offseason for the pregame show. So if anybody thought we were just covering football, I got two words for you. A lie. <laughs> no doubt about it, man. We get into some basketball action. Uh, like I said, Friday drive time edition today. Uh, of course, if you're closing up that computer, if you turn that machine off, uh, thank you for tuning in to the pregame show as we kind of take a look back at this past week with regards to the men's and women's basketball action and mm-hmm. preview uh, the weekend action with Jackson State as they take trip over to Montgomery and Huntsville, the Alabama swing on the swag leg of the tour uh, should be a good one. But I'll tell you what, uh, we got into some swag action this past Wednesday with the women's and men's team, uh, Neil. Hey, man, all that can wait a second, brother. It's a new year. I hadn't talked to you in, in, in the new year. <laughs> like, you just went right into it. You just went, you just, like, hit it. <laughs> you know, let's warm the folks up, man. How you, how you doing in the new year? I'm doing well, man. I'm it's like, 2022. Know, I'm, 2022. Being a little lazy with the with the with the with the razor on the face, man. Got a little little growth well, coming look, in there. If, if that little beard you got is lazy, then this is sloth right here. Because I <laughs> and took Coach Prime get Gillette to cut that check to Neely. This thing just gonna keep on growing. It's like a chia pet over here. Chia Neely, <laughs> no doubt about it, man. But I tell you what, when we uh, take a look back, uh, a little better football. But now we transition ourselves into basketball season. Swag play has started. Uh, swag play has started amidst of. Uh, uh, this COVID environment, and we've already seen already 
uh, what COVID has uh, done to a couple of teams within the SWAC uh, in terms of cancellations and uh, the SWAC has uh, come out with guidelines. You know, those games will be forfeit. So there will be a preeminence on every game being played during this basketball season. Yeah, sure thing. They're, they're, the games uh, will be forfeit, uh, a loss uh, to the team that was at fault, if you will. It's, it's hard for you know anyone to be truly at fault during the pandemic, and that blame is going to shift around. Everybody's going to get a taste of it uh, eventually. And one thing that uh, Coach Reed talked about, we talked to her, after the victory of Alcorn, and she said, you know, the swag champion is going to be who manages this pandemic the best, this new resurgence of the Omicron variant or Omarion for you out there who, uh, you know, like, like saying something wrong. For all the people who use a laptop and not a laptop, they got the Omarion. Everybody got the Omicron. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, once again, man, interesting times. Uh, particularly being inside with basketball, you're seeing a totally different dynamic and impact than you saw being outside in open air uh, with football. Uh, except for, hey, man, that celebration bowl. A lot of people came back from Atlanta. That was pretty near a super spreader to some, to some degree, you know, with those hotel lobbies. But this, this, uh, this basketball season is going to be an interesting challenge, interesting dynamic, game-by-game basis. Uh, the Tigers are headed over to Alabama for that swing. And it's uh, we're going to get into that today, Chuck, because we talked this first episode of the pregame show dealing with the basketball season because the men's and women's teams, as far as the opponent is concerned, are, you know, different dynamics and, and different levels. Hey, but Chuck, before we just shift totally away from football, there is some football because we do have a number of players uh, that have been invited to bowl games that have yet to take place and will be taking place during basketball season. Uh, we also have signing day that's coming in February, and there's going to be some announcements leading up to that. Matter of fact, you can expect, and you heard it here first on the pregame show, Saturday, January 8th. Just keep your ears to the ground. Keep your ears to the ground. There you that's go. Keep your ears to the ground. We're not quite done with football yet. As Lee Corso would say, not so fast. Not so fast. No doubt. Uh, we're going to be uh, looking under the Christmas tree still. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still still got some stuff that uh, we didn't open up for Christmas. Uh, some announcements will be coming in the next uh, few days and as we roll into February. So, Tiger Nation, uh, stay tuned. I know you guys have uh, been seeing some like synergy at other HBCUs, and this is what Coach Prime wanted to happen and what he preached that needed to happen is that this thing was going to start at Jackson state, but not end at Jackson state. And so you're seeing some high profile uh, college portal transfers as well as, as, as well as, excuse me, high school transitioning from senior to their freshman year in college who were considering and taking seriously uh, the impact they can make at HBCU. So I'm telling you guys right now, tip of the iceberg, tip of the spear, more to come, stay tuned. And you're going to hear about the detail on the pregame show but hey Chuck today is about basketball it's officially swag play is underway yeah swag play underway and our teams got into the action uh this past Wednesday night January 5th uh split uh women uh, on the winning side of the ledger uh, against all corn men on the losing side of the ledger uh but we'll get into it a little bit uh we'll start off with those Lady Tigers Tamika Reeves Lady Tigers get the victory over Alcorn, 75-49. to 49. Big night, I tell you what, uh, in terms of jumping off into swag play. And I tell you what, our, our ladies started off 18-6 to six run in that first quarter, limiting Alcorn to only 20% shoot. Yeah, and uh, exciting atmosphere, man, once again. And you hear about it, we're going to play an interview for you guys when we sat down with Coach Reed. Uh, fans got there early for the women's game. You know, you can remember – 
back in the day, historically, when people would just show up uh, just before the men tipped off. But now, you know, it's hard to get a seat in there just for the women because it's a special program that Coach Reeves built over there. Uh, and, you know, you had some preseason uh, folks on that team, on the Lady Tigers team. Uh, Misha Williams is the preseason defensive player of the year. And Deja Rogan is the, uh, is the preseason player of the year. And uh, they did not <laughs> let anybody down. Misha with 19 points, Rogan with 18, and uh, Kishana Luckett came through 11 and a 75 to 49 victory over Alcorn at the AC. So, Lady Tigers have started off 1 and 0 in the swag. And most importantly, you got to win those home games, man, because uh, it's an environment you can control. And with this COVID situation uh, and the new rules that are in place, as Coach Reed said, and you'll hear her say later, you know, the team that manages that the best to make sure they can keep their players out there is just a, a, a upper hand. So uh, hats off to Coach Reed, man, who's outstanding performance, dominant from tip to, to finish by the Lady Tigers. Yes, indeed. And you talk about Deja Rogan, uh, uh, first team on all swag. But interesting dynamic, her and Jariah Covington, they came off the bench uh, uh, in this game. Like you mentioned, uh, Deja, 18 points and six rebounds. Uh, Jariah Covington, she had eight points as well. But uh, two uh, starters that we've seen, they came off the bench and they've really provided a scoring punch uh, coming off the bench as Jackson State's bench was able to outscore Alcorn's bench. Yeah, uh, you know, and Coach Reed's going to touch on that, and you know, because she had to do some key substitution because her team has been battling and dealing with managing this pandemic and fatigue sets in when you have players coming back uh, from uh, the coronavirus, from like COVID, a new variant especially. So it's not as severe when you're, when you're vaccinated, if you will, and been boosted, if you will, but it still takes a toll on you fatigue-wise. So she has to manage that with her lineups and, and substituting players and getting their legs back under them. But dominant performance, uh, you know, again, from tip to finish. And some of those folks that you saw who were predicted to do well uh, preseason-wise have in game one lived up to the expectation. You know, we're at an interesting point in the season, Chuck, where you really have to look at uh, the outer conference play when you see what people are capable of. Because we've got all the late November and December games behind us, but only have one game in the books and the swag. So when you look at some of these rankings and what players are capable of, you know, it's a little gray area there. So you're trying to marry what they accomplished in December, and we got to get enough games under our belt and the swag to have that kind of metric. But dominance is dominance, and when you're putting points up and rebounds up and, and, and hitting from the free throw line and securing those home victories, it just fails a good look going forward in conference play as we get truly into conference play, particularly yeah, yeah, as we get truly into conference play and coming into conference play, we talk about Amisha Williams came in averaging uh, 16.7 points per game and 10.3 rebounds, good for number one in the SWAC. Deja Rogan, 15.6 points per game, good for third in the SWAC in scoring. Uh, but, you know, they bring they bring uh, their out-of-conference play into conference play now, and they got off to rolling uh, just like, uh, you know, out-of-conference play, uh, like you said, uh, Amisha, 19 points and eight rebounds. But, you know, a couple of key stats that I really take a look at, especially on the women's side of the ledger, uh, 36 points in the paint uh, with regards to Jackson State, uh, really being dominant in the paint uh, when you talk about uh, the things that Amisha gets done down there. Yeah, she gets it done. I mean, she just flat out gets it done. We we own the paint uh, with her. That was something that happened uh, preseason, if you will. I'm calling it preseason out of conference play. Uh, but now that we're in the in that first SWAT game under the belt, that same dominance is there. Uh, and when you look at some of those games that we played uh, in December, you know, Lady Tigers were, were in those games uh, with a, a higher level, if you will, of number of scholarships, a higher level, if you will, of, of caliber of play, and we were right there. So you want that dominance 
you know, to continue. And that was a good check mark uh, if you're keeping score uh, about those points in the paint from our bigs and controlling the boards as well, getting those second chance opportunities to score. Second chance opportunities out rebounded all corn 38 to 26. And get this, forced 15 turnovers, but converting those turnovers, 18 points off turnovers. Yeah, and you know, and much, much, much. You know, I, I always say one of my favorite taglines is we had a primetime coach before we had Coach Prime as a coach. Uh, because mm-hmm. Coach Reed has that same standard, uh, not satisfied. You know, some of those uh, uh, those steals, the ones we did not convert. Uh, we had some missed layups, uh, had some missed free throws. So you saw a dominant performance uh, against Alcorn, but kind of like we talked to Dennis Thurman on the football side, she's looking at those missed opportunities and what would have, could have, should have, uh, because we know when we get deep into this swag play that you've got to capitalize on those things. You can't leave meat on the bone. Uh, particularly on layups and free throws. Got to make those. You had an opportunity to talk with Coach Reed at the conclusion of that all-corn victory. She had uh, very interesting comments with regards to Jackson State getting off on a good foot in swag play. Yes, yes. This was a a really tough game. We had a lot of players out with COVID prior to this game. Uh, We had about seven to eight players out, and out of that seven to eight, three to four were starters. And so we knew this was going to be a tough game coming back. Um, We knew that they were going to be a little fatigued, uh, so we had to keep our subs running in and out. Um, But I'm just thankful we were able to play all corn, you know, a team that that, um, we knew that would push us. But we knew that we had to, you know, play hard, but we could kind of, you know, work ourselves back into the groove of things. Um, but nevertheless, you know, we got to get prepared for a big game coming up this weekend. Uh, my girls have to rest and recover uh, because this COVID thing is, is really serious. And, you know, I could tell it, it took the best of us tonight, but I'm thankful we were able to push through. Man, we needed that energy tremendously, and it was great. It was awesome. Um, I'm just thankful that we had our, our fans here, our players that were appreciative of it, um, because that's what it's about. That's what, that's the support that we need. We were nervous with school being out, no students on campus, and we didn't think people were going to come out. So we are extremely thankful for our fans coming out to support us on tonight. It certainly helped us get over that, that, that hump we kept facing. And it's got to feel good when you look over the years that people are arriving early for the women's game and not just showing up for the men's game. Great feeling, great feeling. Uh, you know, we like to say that we're, we're thankful that we're able to get that respect, you know, and every day we hit the floor, I want our players to be great for our fans. I want them to be great for our community, for our university. And uh, that's what that's what we look forward to when we put them on the floor. So we are so thankful for the people who choose to come early enough to watch us play. You know, we, we do a little bit extra. We, we try to go over and beyond for our players. We uh, we do uh, medicine ball teas with their flu. Uh, we, we pumping, we're pumping our players with, you know, orange juice, vitamin C. You know, we have vitamins for our players to take if they choose to do so. Um, and we keep them hydrated. We buy gallons of water for them to drink um, throughout the week to keep them hydrated and keep their system flushed. Uh, we also go spend some time in the sauna to keep that stuff sweated out of us as well. Um, but we try to, you know, we wear, we're wearing our masks, keeping our hands washed. Um, I'm just telling our players we have to really, really take this serious because at the end of the day, the team who manages COVID well enough will be the team who's going to be victorious. 
So we're trying to stay on top of that as, as we continue to go down this stretch. And number one, a two-time defending champ, Lady Tigers, 18, Alcorn, 6. As we continue to go further into SWAT, we got to, number one, stay safety, stay healthy. Uh, we have to play with a lot of toughness. You know, um, I thought in preseason we were able to stay in those games against those bigger institutions because we played with toughness and we played with heart. Um, and that's what we got to continue to play with. Uh, we got to continue to put teams away early and not let them linger around. Um, but, you know, we have to play Jackson State basketball. The standard that has been set, the expectations that are there, we have to meet that every time we hit the floor. We have to have that at the forefront of our mind. Hey, this is, what we, this is who we are, this is what we are about. You know, so that's what we have to bring to the floor every day. And congratulations to Coach Tamika Reed. That is her 100th victory for our Jackson State Lady Tigers, Neil. Yeah, outstanding run, man. What, four years? Uh, four years she's been uh, head coach and uh, two swag championships and, and that close to being three. So it's just been, just been a been an outstanding and dominant performance. But you heard from her, man. Like they, she is expecting and anticipating that this weekend, going through that Alabama swing uh, with Alabama State and Alabama A&M, uh, this is going to be a test for this team, an early test in the season because preseason-wise, even if you look at the SWAC preseason first team, two players from Jackson State, three players from the Alabama, from the two Alabama schools. Uh, so you look in a lot of the categories as far as rebound, assists, or scoring, you know, JSU is is right up there at the top in one of the twos, but the people that are right on our heels are folks from Alabama State and Alabama A&M. So this weekend, this Saturday and Monday for the Lady Tigers, first trip on the road in the swag is going to be a good test, going to be a true test for them. A true test. You talk about the Alabama swing, Alabama State, and Alabama A&M, tremendous opponents. Uh, when you talk about this Alabama State team, uh, Jackson State and Alabama State were picked to finish first and second in the SWAC in the preseason polls uh, that was voted on by many head coaches. And A&M uh, Exactly. So A&M they're, they're right there in it. So you're looking at preseason-wise the top four teams uh, in the SWAC will be going at it uh, this weekend, Saturday and, and Monday. Uh, and so you had those names out there for preseason. And when you look at assists, uh, you know, you have Jariah uh, 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 Covington for us and Kashana Luckett, but you also have uh, Nigeria Jones for A&M who's leading the, the SWAC. When you look at non-conference play coming in, so Dariana Lewis is right behind Amisha and rebounding. There's going to be some tough matchups, some things to watch for, uh, but you have this the perennial one and two playing and the one and four playing, and it's on the road uh, for Jackson State in an environment that you're not going to have. And you heard Coach Reed talked about the energy that she gets and her team gets from playing in the AAC. You're not going to have that traveling with you, uh, especially during the resurgence of the pandemic. So a lot of, lot of weight on the Lady Tigers' shoulders, but as two-time defending swag champions, looking forward to them living up to this challenge. Yeah, I mean, when you take a look at it, take a look at Saturday night, uh, taking on Alabama State, they come in uh, to this game after picking up two road wins uh, uh, to start the swag season off. 
Uh, the Hornets defeated uh, UAPB this past Wednesday, 54 to 40. Uh, they were led by Taisha Randolph, 15 points, and Ayana Emmanuel, who finished with 12 points. Uh, they also out-rebounded uh, uh, what I think is going to be a sleeper team in the swag, UAPB. They out-rebounded them 49 to 34. Shamaya Ward contributed eight rebounds for the Alabama State uh, Lady Hornets. So you're talking about a, a stern test this Saturday night. Uh, Coach Freed Freeman Jackson always has his team up and ready to play. And, of course, if you remember last year, we started off flag play Alabama State pin one of our uh, regular conference defeats on us at the beginning of the season last year. Yeah, yeah, and here we are beginning of the season. Let me tell you what I'm looking for, Chuck. Uh, Lady Tigers coming into the swag, averaging right at 73 points a game. Alabama State only allows 40, but dig this, Lady Tigers allow 49. Something has got to give. These are two offenses that put up points, but also two strong defenses that have been known to not allow people to score. So it's going to be an interesting matchup to see uh, who's going to bend and not break or who's going to bend and break uh, by allowing some points and, and seeing who can stifle whose offense uh, and, and you know keep that uh, assist-to-turnover ratio on our side, a positive one on their side, a negative when you look at those differentials. So going to be a strong matchup, early matchup of the one and the two and the one in the four preseason-wise. Um, and you know how the SWAC works. I'm taking COVID out of it. They still got to come to Jackson at some point. Then we all go to the tournament for that that seat, that's that seating, if, uh, excuse me. And that's why this pandemic management, it has to be an emphasis on it, as Coach Reed said, who manages the best is going to be positioned the best because you, you can't – forfeits don't count toward uh, – the coaches' wins and losses record, for instance, but it does count toward that inevitable seeding for the tournament and that bracketology. So it's going to be important, man. Going to be important. Flip the page from Saturday night. Monday night, taking on the tough Alabama AM. You mentioned it. Nigeria Jones, she comes in averaging 12.1 points per game. And then Dariana Lewis, right behind Amisha uh, in terms of stats, especially <laughs> rebounding. She comes in averaging 11.5 points per game. 10.3 rebounds per game. Again, both of these matchups this weekend, uh, it's about scoring in the paint. It's about rebounding. It's about second chance points. And it's about creating some points off of turnovers. All of that. <laughs> All of that. Like, nothing for Neely to add. All of that, Bishop. That is what it is about this weekend for the Lady Tigers. Saturday, Sunday, Alabama swing. Saturday, Sunday, uh, Alabama swing. We turn our attention now to the guy side of the ledger. Uh, got off to a rough start uh, in conference play. A loss to uh, Alcorn uh, this past Wednesday night. Uh, I tell you what, James McKinnis, 14 points, eight rebounds. Jones James, 15 points, but he had five turnovers. Then Gabe Watson, 14 points, but a tough uh, home loss to the Alcorn State Braves. Sure, and it is what it is. I mean, we lost, and, and it's always uh, just a thorn in the side when Jackson State loses to Alcorn at anything because it is that that interstate, in-state rival, if you will. Bragging rights are always on the line. Uh, but this, again, is a situation flipped from the women, but similar to the women. Uh, you want to you win at home and stay ahead, but the season is not, not over because you lost to a team. Uh, you keep your pandemic management up. Uh, you go on the road this weekend to Alabama and facing some opponents that you should be able to manage uh, differently. Uh, but, yeah, Alcorn got out of here with a win. You know, final score was a 15-point spread. Uh, but the game really was never out of reach, Chuck. Uh, you know, we kept it within five or six points 
Uh, came back after halftime with a, with a great spark and even had to leave for a little while. Uh, but some of those points were added on at the end. So it really wasn't, you know, 15 point loss. That it looks like in the box scores, it was, it was a competitive game. Uh, Tigers just, just didn't get it going uh, offensively, if you will. Uh, we didn't have a guy emerge, didn't have a score emerge, uh, looked a little out of rhythm, a little out of sync uh, at times. So I saw some things that uh, coach Brent and coach Burke uh, certainly going to be working on and, and cleaning up, but, Got to go into this weekend with a new resolve and new focus. And, and I think that's going to be one of the million-dollar questions for our Jackson State men's basketball team this year is who kind of can become the go-to uh, player mm-hmm. that Tristan Jarrett was for the past two seasons for Jackson State, a guy who could take you off the dribble, a guy who could get in the lane, a guy who could uh, create uh, free-throw opportunities, uh, looking towards Jones James and Gabe Watson to be uh, that, that one-two punch with James McKenzie. We know we're going to get the uh, what we're going to get from Javis in terms of the double-double action. And then, of course, uh, the reigning swag defensive player of the year. Uh, he has done this two years in a row. Uh, he protects the rim better than anybody in the swag. But you got to have that scoring punch. Jackson State this past Wednesday, only one of 14 from a three-point line. Yeah, I mean, shooting was dismal, man. We just did not, as I said, I, I talked to some local Jackson coaches as we were leaving the AAC and uh, we just didn't have a guy that night, you know, on every team, you know, you got to have a guy, you know, uh, you look at the scoring against Alcorn, uh, Jonas James, 15 points, Jay Mack, 14, uh, Gabe Watson, 14, uh, but you need that guy like you had in Tristan that's going to get you 22 and it's yeah. going to be a situation where you're down four points and you know you can get the ball in their hands and they can lead the team and, and, and go up to, you know, a six-point swing, uh, if you will. And we just couldn't get over that hump. You know, J-Mac was J-Mac on the glass. Uh, I think there are times our defense, you know, was what you expected from Tiger defense. But Alcorn consistently had this four-point to six-point momentum uh, that we just couldn't get over the hump. Aside from uh, the first two or three minutes after the half, uh, where we tied and I think even took a, a lead for a possession or two. They went right back up by six, and then toward the end of the game, some of those more are garbage points, if you will, when everybody had already checked out. So really wasn't a 15-point loss that it, that it is on paper. More of about a six- or seven-point game. Still an L, but some things yeah. that you can fix. I mean, you can fix, what you say, one from 13 from, from three-point? Like, you, you can – that's not going to happen every night. You know, we, mm-hmm. we just – Get, get some guys that can shoot because you know you got J-Mac on down, on down there underneath under the glass. Uh, you want to see some some uh, uh, some more assists and facilitation taking place with the ball. But, uh, you know, otherwise, man, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, the Tigers, oh, what was me? It seems no, we lost to Alcorn. I know how bad we hate losing to Alcorn. And some of our fans in the, in the uh, uh, Facebook groups out there, you know, like, oh, I can't believe they're throwing their hands up in there already. But, not so fast, my friend, Lee Corso, and also Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Swung game. We lost. Headed to Alabama. Have some favorable matchups there. We'll, we'll see. Let, let, don't, yeah. don't, don't hit the panic button yet. Don't, don't check it out yet. Don't check it out yet. Uh, big game for Linnell Henry, the Purdue A&M transfer for Alcorn. Uh, he had 20 points in that game. Uh, Landon Bussey, Alcorn's coach, is one of the hotter uh, uh, up-and-coming coaches uh, uh, in the SWAC. Uh, he studied at the feet of Purdue A&M's head coach, Byron Smith. So uh, congratulate Alcorn. Uh, they got the W Wednesday. Look forward to getting them back down there on the reservation later on. But we turn our attention 
to Alabama State. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Of course, we take on uh, Jackson product, Mo Williams, his team. Uh, he has a pretty good team uh, in terms of Kenny Strawbridge. He's a name that you want to keep an eye out for. He has already uh, got uh Got some honors in terms of being SWAC uh, Player of the Week. Uh, big win over UAPB this past uh, week, uh, or I should say loss to uh, UAPB this past uh, well, Wednesday. It was a two-point loss. Uh, but uh, Jordan O'Neill, 12 points, 10 rebounds for Alabama State in that game. Uh, the EJ-DJ show, uh, EJ Clark, 12 points for Alabama State, 11 points for DJ Jackson. Uh, Kenny Strawbridge, only seven points. Uh, tough two-point loss for the Alabama State Hornets. They're going to be loaded and ready to go uh, this Saturday against our Jackson State Tigers. Hey, Alabama State, uh, number two in scoring. Uh, Jackson State, number two in points allowed. It's almost like we talked about that women's aspect. You know, which one is going to give? Is our dominant defense going to shut them down? Is our their dominant offense, you know, going to exceed when we're capable of holding? Uh, I like us in the paint. You know, I'm, I'm, hey, man, you know, Wesley Snipes had always bet on black. You know, forget the movie. But always, <laughs> I'm always betting on Mac. Like, he's going to get the boards, we, and he's going to get some blocks, and we got second-chance opportunities uh, because of him. Uh, but we're still going to need – a scorer, a shooter to emerge to keep defense honest when they try to sag down and double team him or, 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 or protect the glass by uh, by putting a lot of attention on him is leaving a shooter open. We just got to knock down some shots. And we didn't yeah. knock him down. We didn't knock him down against all point. We didn't knock down the three-point. We didn't knock down the mid-range. And, you know, the only way to get out of a shooting slump is to shoot you. Like, you mm-hmm. can't – I don't want it, you shoot it. You got to shoot your way out of a slump. So – I say get that Alabama, man, let it ride. Let it ride. Then you flip the page from Saturday night. Monday night is going to be a huge one taking on the Alabama A&M Bulldogs. They are <laughs> not the baby Bulldogs uh, anymore. They are full-grown Bulldogs now. Uh, you're talking about uh, six, seven junior forward Jalen Johnson. He led the Bulldogs this past Wednesday, 25 points, 14 boards. Uh, you also had Dalen Smith, 15 points, two assists, six boards. And, of course, Jared Hicks, 14 points, two assists, and six boards. Cameron Tucker, who is the straw who stirs the drink for that Alabama A&M uh, squad, 12 points, four assists, and six boards. This is a completely different team when Cameron Tucker is on the court. Uh, they got off to a strong start last year. He got injured. And the wheels kind of fell off last year, but he's back and healthy this year. It's going to be a tough one Monday night. It will be, but it's a similar situation to Saturday, and it will be a big boost psychologically uh, if we win Saturday night going to that Monday matchup because it's, it's the same kind of same song, same melody. You know, now you're going against uh, the number three team in points allowed, and you're number two. You know, once again. What's going to give? Are you going to be able to defensively contain that offense, contain the players you just mentioned, or is it going to be their defense since they're so nip and tuck with us uh, to keep us under our scoring average? So I go right back to what I said before. What we're going to need Saturday night is what we needed Wednesday night in Jackson. Somebody's got to stretch the floor and knock down some shots early to keep that defense honest and to get the team shooting confidence up. We need a gotcha. we got to have a guy that's going to score uh, that's going to get you above his average in situations like this. So, you know, you look at a Jonas James or, or, or Gabe Watson, they got 14 points in Alcorn. One of them needs to get 18 mm. you know, without without forcing it. You know, somebody, mm. somebody's got to go above what they did before. Within to, to the floor the game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's what we're missing. And it's early on, and, and this team is growing and gelling together. Uh, so I'm, I am still, I believe in, 
uh, panic button is not only not being pushed, I hadn't even lifted the lid on it yet. Like it's, it's still, it's still covered over there. So relax. Let's get through this weekend and see what these lineups look like because it's much different now that we're in conference play. We know this team could score. We were scoring in December uh, out of conference against uh, teams with deeper scholarships, if you will, uh, and holding them below their season average. So we know we can score. We know we can stop people from scoring. We just got to do it in conference play. I believe in the Tigers. I like our odds. No doubt about it. Big weekend for our women's and men's teams as they go on the Alabama leg of the SWAC uh, league. And I tell you what, it's, it's going to be great matchups, especially on the women's side of the ball, uh, taking on Alabama State and Alabama A&M. And Chuck, and you know, I, know, I know you're a Houston guy, but you're you know, you born and raised in Jackson, and this is home in Mississippi. And I just want to say, man, God bless Alabama, because if not for Alabama, you know, we'd be 48th and 49th. But because they're always holding it down at 50th, you know, we got a shot. So I just say, man, let's go to Alabama and keep 50th, 50th, and come on back with Two W's on each side from the Lady Tigers and from the men. And uh, we are back in the AAC uh, MLK weekend, January 15th on that Saturday. Uh, We're back in the AAC. Students will be back in school. Uh, Might be some different dynamics uh, protocols-wise. We'll address those on a day-to-day basis. Uh, But, man, looking forward to having students in the AAC because the community was there against Alcorn. And so the teams feed off that energy. So let's get through this Alabama swing. Let's pack the AAC for JSU athletics, particularly uh, for men's and women's basketball. No doubt. And as always, uh, protect yourself. Please uh, mask up and do the things you need to do in terms of continuing not only protect yourselves, but our student athletes as well. So. Yeah, you know, we were sitting there courtside and normally during the uh, player introductions, the uh, players come over and high five the people right there courtside. And so one of the one of the veterans, the seasoned veterans, if you will, from courtside seats, he's like, "Hey man, y'all got to come over." That's like they can't do that now. Like <laughs> they can't do it slapping hands with strangers and going wipe their face. Like we we there there's some things that are different. But we're finally back in the AC. You remember last year they removed the courtside seating and we were in the stands and you know, rows and rows apart. So there is a more of a traditional atmosphere for the home games now, uh, but one that we still got to be cognizant of that we're still not only in a pandemic, there's a resurgence of a new variant. So masks, if you ain't got vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, get boosted. We got to still do all those things in place to keep our student athletes and our family friends safe as we go, Chuck, to win the SWAC championship not only for the Lady Tigers, but the Tigers as well. I believe it. I, I think I think we have the talent in both those locker rooms to do it to do it this season. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, any parting words, Neely, as we do the happy hour version today of the pre-game show? <laughs> well, you know, and I won't do a lot of pouting words because it is happy hour, and I got to go get some happy in me in about an hour. Uh, but I will encourage everybody out there, man, to stay tuned to those upcoming uh, bowl games and those special invitation bowls if they're in your area. You know, a lot of us are uh, in this central time zone in New Orleans. So February 18th, we got about five players playing in a bowl game, invitation special bowl game down in New Orleans. Uh, some are playing in Orlando later this month, uh, Vegas, too, at the NFLPA. Uh, Keith Corbin was just announced today that he's been invited to the NFL HBCU Combine. So a lot of things to still get out there and support. We're never done recruiting. So when you see somebody on an official visit to Jackson State, man, start following them, like them, hashtag them, tweet them, do what you got to do. It all helps. And so also remember that uh, National Signing Day closing out in February. Got some more announcements happening soon. 
always a great day to be the Tiger, no matter what sport is in season. And pregame show is going to keep you informed, engaged all year long. No off seasons on the pregame show, Chuck. Hey, you never stop pregaming. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Look for us weekly as we give you your uh, weekly review and preview of the Jackson State uh, basketball season as we march toward uh, the SWAC tournament in March. Chuck, I'm digging the beard, man. I say keep going. You, I know you're <laughs> going to quit. This is this is the breakthrough, Chuck. This is like, Chuck, I know you you, you work out and you, know, you go out on one of those jogs or, or, or bike rides and you get that point in the journey where it's easy to quit because it's hurting. Yeah, Chuck, yeah. Give it two more minutes to stop hurting. It's number pleasure after the endorphins kicking in. So, Chuck, trust the beard. God needs it. Keep going, brother. I know you want to quit. I know you're tossing and turning. I know you're, I got to get this off my face, but you're almost there, Chuck. You're almost, almost there. there. If you need a time, just take it down to a goatee, but don't quit on me, Chuck. <laughs> Trust the beard, God. <laughs> True words are never spoken. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it, man. I'll tell you what, for the pregame show here on the Black College Sports Network, I'm Charles Bishop. It's Neely. We'll see you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed pregame with your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame.